on the other end, if you have been bullied now or in your past um, by parents, by friends, by classmates, by society, by coworkers, whoever, I hope that you really, really, really understand that that had nothing to do with you, nothing, absolutely zero to do with you. The fact that the girls treated me like shit today says nothing about me, right? It, 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 there's zero connection to who I am as a person and their behavior, zero, absolutely nothing. It's a reflection of them. So if you've been bullied in the past, please know that that bully, that person, people, had some stuff to deal with and they didn't know how to deal with it. And the only way they could deal with it is to try to make you feel like crap, to elevate them. And that's not sustainable, that's not real, it's not going to help. And I hope you have such a deep sense of self and value within who you are that you understand this to your bones. Welcome back to Holy Healthy Mama episode eight. In today's episode, we're going to talk about anti-bullying and the incident I experienced today that brought about the content of today's podcast. Learn why I think bullying happens and what I think we, as women, need to do to get through those experiences. Enjoy. Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I am your host, Rachel Jane, and I am so excited you are here. This podcast is for you, the woman looking to live a big life as the fullest, most vibrant version of you that you can be. Each week, I bring you quality content based on the three pillars of health, movement, nutrition, and mindset. These episodes are designed to help you break through false, limited beliefs while harnessing freedom, joy, strength, and empowerment both in your body and in your life. No more shrinking. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Holy Healthy Mama. After clearly a long break away from recording, and I'm really learning to not apologize for everything, but I will offer an explanation. Life. Life, life, life. Life has been insane, and it always feels like it's insane, but I just need to take a step back from a few things, sort through my schedule, and really learn how to balance what was going on in my life. So things are good. If you hear something in the background, I'm currently on my bike, so I'll try not to um, be totally breathless. But here we are, the fine art of multitasking, which is my life these days. So welcome back. I have so much content that is just flowing through my veins. So many topics that have just been trying to make their way out and I've been suppressing them because I'm uncertain where I can fit anything into my schedule right now. But there's so many important things that keep coming up. And today was definitely one of those topics. And I feel like I really just need to share this experience and share some of my thoughts because they're just building and building and building and I'm not sure what else to do with them. 
So anyway, before we begin and get into the bread and butter of what I want to talk about today, I'll just fill you in on what's going on in my life, which is really isn't all that exciting. <laughs> but I am knee deep in marathon training. Today is my rest day, so I'm spending 90 minutes on my bike. Um, the Boston Marathon is in eight weeks minus two days. So it's quickly approaching. I've been putting in so much work after being sidelined for almost eight weeks with a little bit of IT band issues. I feel like my fitness is a little bit behind where it should be, but at the same time, I'm logging more kilometers in weekly than I ever have before. So that's been great, but it's just been <laughs> a lot as always, because I mean, marathon training isn't just running, which some people think. It's running, it's cycling, it's swimming, it's weightlifting, it's hip mobility, it's food prep, it's strict bedtimes, it's hydration, it's supplements, it's foam rolling, it's stretching, it's yoga. There are so many things that are involved in marathon training and it's all been amazing and wonderful, but it's a lot, right? It's very time consuming and oftentimes very energy draining. So on top of that, because you know, that's not quite enough. I'm obviously a single mom to three kids. So when I have them, I'm trying to be mindful of them and our time together and not so drained from marathon training. And I'm working, I'm teaching I know, about six classes a week and I'm training a dozen or so women, which is really fun. Um, that was all going really well. My house has also been, you know, this is one of those moments where you, you think your life is all right, my life is great, but you think everything's okay and you're doing all right and you're really balanced and then you start naming off what you spend your time doing and you sound like a completely insane woman. So here we are. So back in December, at the very end of December, I had a flood in my basement and that was a disaster. And I hired a contractor and He's been slowly chipping away at some work in my house. So my house has been in upheaval since then. I have stuff all over my house. It drives me absolutely insane. I hate chaos. I hate stuff. So it feels like my life has just been a little bit more chaotic because of that. So almost there. I have a new pain cave, as I like to call it, my treadmill room with my bike in it, which currently my bike is in the middle of my living room. <laughs> uh, it has a new ceiling, new floor. It's stunningly beautiful new lighting, uh, my treatment room, I'm getting a brand new treatment room where I can treat my massage therapy clients when I graduate school and I do reflexology in there. So it is stunning and beautiful and totally a Zen space that I adore. Okay, otherwise, otherwise, <laughs> I am in school full time for massage therapy as I just mentioned. That is freaking insane right now. Um, Started out quite light. We're in the heavy section of the content, so I'm learning a ton. Three big tests this week. It's just a lot. Um, I need to start clinic soon, which means I'll be massaging the general public. And I need to be doing outreach in the next few weeks, every week, which means going out in the community and being at different events. So just gonna keep adding on. I have another, oh gosh, year and a bit to go. <laughs> so, yes, it's been a lot, I guess. All good things again. I'm still finding time for fun and adventure. 
as best as I can manage. But that's kind of where my life is at. Just a lot of big things that I've needed to, like a puzzle, put together so everything feels not so overwhelming, which I think I'm doing a pretty good job at most days. And that kind of brings me to today's topic, which I have a whole list of things that I want to talk about and record about, but I don't know, I just needed to do this one today because today is Pink Shirt Day, which is in honor of Anti-Bullying Day, Bullying Awareness. So, funny, all these parents are talking about sending their kids to school for Anti-Bullying Day, wear their pink shirts. You know, I see it all over Facebook, all at the school. And it's just funny to me as an adult how much I feel adults deal with bullying as an adult from an adult. It's kind of um, hilarious to me in an ironic type of way. Um, especially being back in school full time. Holy crap. I love school. I'm obsessed with school. If I could do anything for the rest of my life, it would be being in school. Clearly, I have a very long educational resume. <laughs> I'm constantly in school for something. But I'm finding that at this age, being in full-time school, that's like kind of a community college. Um, yeah, it's like a high school dynamic and it kind of blows my mind because, I mean, I thought we were adults and I thought that we have grown and evolved into wise people who just are decent. And anyways, um, that was one of the hardest things for me going back to school was that feeling of, oh gosh, groups and cliques and separation and small talk and trying to fit in, which is never my thing, ever. Um, so anyways, today, anti-bullying day, I'm supposed to be kind, and I encountered a group of girls in the bathroom today, which I sound like I'm 14 years old, but I've been in school with them, well, I was in school with them for the first four months of my schooling. So we know each other quite well, spent a lot of time together, but for some reason they just don't like me. And I find it so funny when people just don't like somebody, when like, they don't know me, they've never seen me play with my children, they've never seen met the passion I have for my work when I teach my classes. They've never had a conversation with me about my family, about my life. I've been through things that they probably would cry for over, feeling my pain. I've loved deeply like them. I've hurt deeply like them. I feel deeply like them, I assume. And I don't know, it's just so interesting to me when people decide they don't like someone for no good, there's no good reason. They don't know me as a person, they don't know how kind and giving and nurturing I am. They don't know how strong and dedicated and passionate I am. And yet there's still a conclusion that I'm, I don't know what. And I got to thinking today about how much I have grown and learned. Maybe it's age, maybe it's circumstance, I'm not sure. But when I was in school, I was the quietest kid. I never said a word. I was so shy, I didn't want to answer any questions, even though I usually knew the answer. If the teacher called my name, I would sweat and panic. My face would go red, I would just start to shake. And it was honestly like that till I was like in my 20s. I was so shy. I hated being around groups. I learned, 
to learn behavior. I learned to be quiet because my thoughts and ideas were gonna be stupid or not worthy. I learned to shrink. Oh boy, did I shrink. In a group for the people, I would shut down, not say a word, and try to just be completely invisible. I'm not sure where things turn around. Maybe they're still turning around. But in a situation like this in high school, gosh, that really affected me. It really affected me to be bullied. And I was bullied. There was a girl that used to pick on me relentlessly. And I remember one time, she, people would write stuff on her locker and tell her it was me just because they knew she didn't like me. And um, she kept calling me out, kept calling me names. She would yell at me in front of groups of people. <laughs> and I remember one day she came up to me in the hallway. I remember exactly where in the hallway I was standing. And again, Rachel, she's screaming at me, calling me names, because I wrote something on her locker, which I never did. I never found the energy to do anything like that. And then a group of people surrounded us, <laughs> ready for the fist fight. And finally, I got so fucking tired of this. I got so tired of her trying to take away my energy and trying to be bigger than me by calling me names. I remember dropping my books on the ground. I had no more explanations. I never wanted to defend myself again because I already had relentlessly to no avail. And I said, all right, let's do this. Let's go. I was so done. I was just done. <laughs> and I was ready to just punch her in the face and just get it over with. I didn't care if she pummeled me, which I don't think she would have. But I didn't care. At that point, I was just fucking done. Just the end. And you know what happened? She backtracked. When she saw me grow and stand tall in who I was, she shrunk and took back her words and apologized and said, no, no, I don't think it was you. And anyways, long story short, she walked away and I walked away. And I think maybe that's what these girls are feeling when they're near me and they just feel the need to treat me in a certain manner. Um, I've come to learn that people who treat you like shit, especially when they don't even know you, is because your mere presence is reminding them of the parts of them that they are not willing or brave enough to explore or work on. So whatever it is about me just being near them, something is intimidating them or making them feel insecure or inadequate. And you know how bullies fuel themselves? by trying to make others feel small, because they feel small. And if they feel small, they don't wanna feel small, but they don't know how to feel big without trying to make someone else feel small. And this is something that, oh, for the love of God, I want my kids to know. I want them to know it deeply. Bullies are bullies because they feel inadequate about who they are in this world. End of story, the end. A reflection of bullying is a reflection of their fear that they're just not good enough. And so they think that to feel good enough, they need to try to make someone else feel like shit. And the beautiful part about, is it, about this is that if you go into these situations knowing this, like these girls today in the bathroom, and I know that my presence does something to them, 
Maybe it's the way I carry myself. I, I stand very tall. I have good posture. I'm confident. I'm not there to make friends. I don't indulge in small talk because it doesn't interest me. I'm intelligent. I can hold a conversation. I can beat you in a push-up challenge any day. <laughs> and I think there's something um, intimidating about a woman who knows her own strength and her own confidence and her own worth. And I think every woman in the world should feel that way and know that way and value themselves accordingly. But unfortunately, not everybody does. So there's something about being near a woman like that that, I don't know, makes other people feel inadequate, I guess, is the best word I can come up with. But the good thing about this is that knowing this, in the bathroom, three of them, you know, clearly trying to make me feel like shit, <laughs> I can stand there, wash my hands slowly, look them all dead in the eye and smile. Still standing tall, still confident that I know who I am, still willing to be that person who, that quote, who fixes another woman's crown without telling her that it was crooked in the first place. I will always be that woman. I will never, I aim to never stoop to the position of trying to make someone else feel like shit just because I feel like shit about myself. That's on me. That's not on anyone else. One thing I really want my daughter to know is that when someone tries to bring you down, it's because they feel down within themselves. It is zero, zero reflection on you. So knowing this, I think in my mind that I send these girls compassion and hope that they too one day can walk around feeling confident and secure in who they are, enough so that they can give strangers smiles, that they can be open and vulnerable and not afraid. And when that happens, there's no bullying. There's just none. A bully is not a confident person, ever. So I wanted to share that because I think it's so important, especially today with anti-bullying day, and it's just so ironic that I just found myself in this situation today as adults. And here we are preaching to our children about being good children. Where are the adults to demonstrate that, right? The children learn how to be bullies, not from other children, often, but from home or from the adults that they're around. So before we can preach to our children about the kind of person we are, or they need to be, we better take a fucking good look at who we are and what we're demonstrating to this world. Because one of those girls has multiple children. And I hope to fucking God that she can be a good role model of a good person. Because that's just going to trickle into her children, right? The behavior that they see is what they're going to demonstrate to the world. And I sincerely hope that she can find the confidence within herself to just be confident, know that she's valuable, know that she has worth, and that she could just be a kind human, decent human, right? That's what I hope. And then I wanted to share one other story on the topic of bullying. I think it was, um, I don't know, I don't know, like seven or eight months ago. I'm not sure, actually it wasn't that long ago. Sometime in the beginning of the school year, I guess, in the fall, my son, who's eight, um, it came about, he's not very forthcoming in his um, emotions with me because he's, you know, needs to be stoic, sto stoic, needs to be, you know, the tough guy, needs to not have anything bother him because he doesn't want to see me upset. But anyway, somehow it came out that there was a kid at school 
who wasn't being kind to him. He stole his ball, and when my son went to get his ball, the kid threw him to the ground and kicked him. And this happened on two different occasions. <laughs> and the first thing out of my mouth was, what is his name? Second thing out of my mouth was, shall I come to your school and have a conversation with him? Which I realized is not the right approach, and let's go up in arms about poor children, whatever. Um, I was furious, I was absolutely enraged. Visioning my child being thrown to the ground and kicked. I can't tell you how my blood boils with that image. Um, and this child, who I think was a year older than him, still a child, right? Where is he learning this shit from? And how does he think it's okay to put his hands on another human being in that way? And I'm not the perfect parent by any means, but I know for damn sure my kids are not going to do that to another child, unless it's their sibling, right? <laughs> Anyways, I wasn't sure how to approach the situation, so I discussed it with her dad. And we just kind of came up with a couple things, and um, the next day I checked in with my son again, and he said that this boy wasn't at school that day, or whatever he said it was. And then I just tried to check in with him, throughout the week to get a feel of what was going on, um, like what was happening, what the situation was, how it was being dealt with. And my son would never be talking to a teacher about it, but I was starting to write a letter to the teacher expressing my concern. And then my son came home one day and he said, Mommy, do you remember that I told you about, I forget the kid's name. I'm not gonna say it anyways, but uh, T, let's call him T. I believe his first name started with T. Remember when I told you about T? And I said, yes. He said, do you remember, you know, he wasn't being nice? So I said, yes. He said, mommy, today he was on the playground playing by himself because nobody would play with him. And it turns out later, um, I found out that this child has special needs and works with an EA, which I didn't realize at the time. But he said, anyways, <clears throat> he was on the playground playing by himself because nobody would play with him. And I brought him my ball and asked him if he wanted to play soccer with me. Oh my God. <laughs> I had to suppress what I was feeling in that moment because I know my son well and I know any hint of tears would shut him down. So we had many conversations about the situation before and after this fact. And oh, it's my son to a T. He has such a massive heart and sometimes that frightens me, but I also come to realize that he is that person that will lift others. He is that person that will be the bigger man. He's willing to be vulnerable. He's willing to be kind. He's willing to be compassionate. Even when the other person might not deserve it. And it's a fine line for me in parenting if I teach him or talk to him about being that kind person or teaching him to set boundaries. And I think there could be a combination of both. Can you set boundaries and demonstrate what behavior you're willing or will, not willing to accept in your life? And can you still be kind? And I think the answer is yes. So in his compassion, this boy played with him and this boy has not once bugged him since. I think my son saw the heart of this child who was not actually a bully or a bad person he was maybe feeling fearful that he didn't have any friends. Maybe he was feeling rejected at school. Maybe he was feeling like he wasn't part of anybody or anything. 
And my son saw that and he acted upon that from his own heart. And I think that is such a beautiful story that so many adults can learn from. Too often, we are reactive in life to our past experiences, to fear, to shame, to feelings of inadequacy. And in reacting from those places, we're not gonna be the best versions of us that we can be. So when it comes to bullying, that's where I think our actions stem from, those feelings of fear, inadequacy, shame. And if somehow we're able to live life feeling vulnerable, a willingness to be kind in the face of unkindness, then there can be such a massive shift in this world and we wouldn't have to dedicate days to anti-bullying days because bullying just wouldn't be a thing. But I truly believe that it starts with our adults. <laughs> it starts with the parents, it starts with the teachers. It starts with the way we talk to one another. It starts in the way that we talk about one another. Like the staff from the other day, the head of my school, I heard him say something about the students and screw them. I'm like, what kind of fucking language is this? I understand the ironic part of that. I'm like, just speak kindly, be kind, be a decent human being. It's really not that difficult, but it probably is difficult to those who haven't done the work on themselves and who are feeling really shitty about who they are in life. So if you're talking crappy about other people, if you think that putting other people down or making other people feel less than you makes you feel better, then I hope to God you just have a good look at who you are and what you need to work on. And I'm fired up because adults sometimes can be the worst. You think for the love of God after all these years that we've learned and learned and learned and learned from our mistakes, from our past, from the crap that we've been through. I mean, what's the point of going through everything you've gone through if you're not able to learn from that and pull out your mistakes? You have to own up to your responsibilities in life and your responsibility in life is to be a good, decent human being. So, on this day, anti-bullying day, I would just like to remind everybody to be a good, kind human being. It's not on our children, it's on us, and our children learn from our behaviors and our talk. Let's not forget the talk, because maybe you're not punching people in the face, but maybe you're talking crap about your next door neighbor in front of your children, and they pick up on that. And I'm not meaning to be preaching, but I don't know, after today's incident, I mean, it just reminded me that we still have so much work to do. All of us, I'm not perfect, not even close, but I like to think that I'm a kind human being. And that's the end. <laughs> I feel like I've exhausted that topic, but I feel like I still have so much more to say about it. So anyways, in honor of anti-bullying day, maybe in the future we won't have anti-bullying days. Maybe it's just bullying as a thing of the past, which unfortunately I don't think will be the case. But just a reminder that you probably don't want to be an asshole. You probably want to be a good, kind human being. And in order to be a good, kind human being, you have to practice being a good, kind human being. And being a good, kind human being involves acknowledging others, it involves eye contact, it involves smiles, it involves saying hi. It just involves 
connection, an open heart, and just kindness. And I'm not the type that loves small talk. I don't, I, I hate it actually. <laughs> I hate small talk. I don't want to make small talk. I don't want to start conversations with people, especially if it's just about weather and surface material. I like deep stuff, heavy stuff, um, things I'm going to learn and grow from. But you don't have to go to that in order to be a kind person, right? I can just say, hey, how are you? How is your appointment? How is your daughter feeling? Acknowledging those people, right? It doesn't take much. What you don't need to do is look at someone that's in the bathroom with you, give her a look, make weird faces and noises and whisper under your breath to your friends about that person. I mean, that's just more of a reflection of you as a person than that person that you're making fun of, right? Building other people tells the world so much more about the bully than the target victim, always. And on the other end, if you have been bullied now or in your past um, by parents, by friends, by classmates, by society, by coworkers, whoever, I hope that you really, really, really understand that that had nothing to do with you, nothing, absolutely zero to do with you. The fact that the girls treated me like shit today says nothing about me, right? It, 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 there's zero connection to who I am as a person and their behavior, zero, absolutely nothing. It's a reflection of them. So if you've been bullied in the past, please know that that bully, that person, people, had some stuff to deal with and they didn't know how to deal with it. And the only way they could deal with it is to try to make you feel like crap, to elevate them. And that's not sustainable, that's not real, it's not going to help. And I hope you have such a deep sense of self and value within who you are that you understand this to your bones, that you have value, you matter, you are a good, kind human being, and you never deserved any of that. And it had nothing, 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 nothing to do with you. Zero reflection. And I, I oh gosh, I just want you to know that because I've been bullied. I've probably bullied someone along the way. I'm, I'm probably not perfect, especially when I was a teenager. And I fully regret any time that I made my actions made someone feel small. Oh gosh, that is absolutely not something that I've ever strived for. Um, and if, if in my past I have done something or said something to make someone feel small, then it's because I was feeling like shit about myself and no other reason. So I hope you can take away that if nothing else, know that other people's actions have no reflection on who you are as a person. Okay. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in again when I've left you hanging for, I don't even know how long, weeks and weeks, maybe, maybe even months, I'm not sure. But I shall be back next week at some point to share some other thoughts that have been weighing on me that I just need to share with you. So I, as always, appreciate you listening. We'll talk soon. I am so grateful you're here listening to Holy Healthy Mama. 
If you found this content interesting or beneficial, I'd be so honored if you can share it with your friends. If you have any questions or any show ideas, anything that you're concerned about or would like clarification on, anything you want me to address on the show, please feel free to email me, info at racheljane.net. I'll see you next week.